Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic books, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome back, Jeremy. Again. And today, we're <laughs> going to be doing a special episode for Thor Love and Thunder. This is a movie review episode, so it'll be kind of quick, quicker than our normal episodes. But we're going to be going through the movie. Now, this we will do, I think, a little bit of a spoiler-free review initially for the first maybe 10 minutes if you skip sure. over 10 minutes uh then uh we will get into the spoilers so if you yes. haven't seen thor 11 thunder uh skip uh just listen to the first 10 minutes and we will do like a spoiler warning and we'll tell do you like to a, run away a, we'll, we'll do like a screaming goat away. noise I'll, I'll just insert the screaming goat <laughs> noise and then when you hear screaming goats um that <laughs> time to go that, i mean yeah that's really a, anytime that's a little bit of a spoiler goats. But not too much. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Thor Love and Thunder was just released uh, last week and we both saw it last night. You actually saw it a couple of nights before that. Um, mm -hmm. And with Lance, uh, who got to leave the house a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk about what we thought about it. I mean, overall, I think what what is our thought on Thor 4 or Thor Love and Thunder? You can go first. I had a blast with it. I had so much fun with it. Um, I honestly really enjoyed the humor. Uh, I don't think that it went too, I mean, it, it was, it was a, a reiteration of the kind of humor that we saw in Ragnarok. I would say maybe a little bit more uh, refined even maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it still managed to hit, the right emotional beats I felt. Um, so overall I thought it was awesome. Had some really cool action sequences and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, solid. I think I gave it like a seven and a half or an eight was my, yeah. my takeaway for it. So <laughs> that's my, that's where I landed. Okay. All right. That's fair. I, I also enjoyed it for the most part. I don't think it was, I, I, I like to kind of rank things in terms of other things. You know, I think it's my second favorite Thor movie. It's probably, you know, behind Ragnarok and then the regular Thor would be three. And then Dark, Dark World would be the far distant, you know, is, in the past. It's not on the list. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's and, just and here's the list. thing. Here's the thing about a lot of Marvel movies. The, the ones in the on the bottom rung, like the Iron Man 2 and the the guardians of the galaxy two and, and stuff that's not as good for me, at least, I mean, like, you mm -hmm. know, to each their own, but I, there are things that are good about those movies. Like there's great casting. There's, there's essential character points. There, there's some stuff that I'm, I'm watching the Marvel movies with my son now who's eight. And, you know, I'm like, Oh, should we skip this? No, because you know, they introduced black widow in there. And, I, and I'm like, well, we got to watch these, even though there's some bad writing and there's some, plot stuff that's kind of whatever and i feel like this one is is one of those that's like it's not essential to the overall story but there's some great casting and there's some great great moments but it's ultimately kind of like just a fun fluffy you know film mm -hmm. and uh yeah i i, I it's it's not the best marvel movie by far no. it's not no. it's not even the best thor movie but it is a thor movie Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the uh, review. It's, it's, it's a, definitely a film 
similar to the Multiverse of Madness being a Sam Raimi film more than it's a Marvel film, this is very much a Taika Waititi film more than it is a Marvel film, if that makes sense. I think that I think this really translates his style. I mean, a lot of people have said a lot of the recent um, reviews have said it's like it's very much more a comedy. It's it's uh, you know, there there are moments of it's it's an action comedy. There are moments of drama. There are mo- moments of kind of heartache and whatnot. But mostly it's there's some jokes that sometimes, you know, mostly land and uh, introduces a couple of new concepts, but also pays off on some things that started honestly with the first Thor movie. So th- this is like in some it, and you don't see that too often. Like here's something that that pays off on something that was introduced over 10, 10, 12 years ago. Right. 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 It, it, so, I mean, yeah, in a way it, it's not end game. Right. Right. Like, I, I feel like people, you know, since end game, since the climax of, of, of the, uh, you know, the 10 years of, of Marvel movies, everyone's like, it, you know, they, they go in with these expectations. And I think it's just important to take a step back and remember, you know, the, the building blocks that went into those uh, to that climax, right. The building blocks that went into uh, building up to infinity war and Endgame. So, mm-hmm. and with that in mind, you know, to your point, like, is it, is it the best Thor movie? Even I, I did enjoy Ragnarok more than this one. Um, but you'll still go in. There's still, you know, good characters introduced. It's still kind of laying the framework and letting you catch up with Thor and seeing what's going on. And that way, when the next films come out and the next kind of uh, uh, next phase is introduced, you aren't in the dark, right? <laughs> with what's going on, you're like, what's all this about? And then you'll know what's happening. So, yeah. So some things that had to have happened, right, is is from a story standpoint, you left Thor with the Guardians. You saw what happened with them. You, you saw that there was a little montage of their adventures. And then ultimately it kind of moves on. That 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 was fine. I think what, what had to happen with Thor is he was still kind of lost in some ways and didn't know who he is. And that sort of touched on. And then this movie in some ways helps him find a new identity. You know, the, he finds a new love, right? <laughs> and and the initial kind of pitch uh, I'm reading from the Thor 11th under Wikipedia page, Taika Waititi said he was kind of sent out to make a romance film and kind of 1980s inspired adventure. So Mm -hmm. on that respect, I think he was successful. It was inspired by elements from Jason Aaron's run on the mighty Thor comic book, which by the way, we just go back and listen to the mighty Thor Jane Foster episode that, that Lance did uh, with a special guest from the metalcore nerds mm-hmm. and um and also the gore of the god butcher episode if you want to find out more about that character as well they took they took elements of those storylines they uh took characters that we've seen before and gore was the main new character although we we did start dipping into other uh god pantheons and and things like that so this is very much like marvel gods Although not as many as I thought. I thought there might be some stuff from, you know, we, we saw a lot of God cameos, and I think some of those might pay off in the future. But uh, really, it was just kind of like, okay, here's the Greek gods, and here's a lot of other gods. And some gods that were kind of like, okay, what? <laughs> you know, so it was all... Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the scale of 
the Marvel universe is, I think under our noses is getting way bigger, um, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, and I don't know if, you know, by the time it, you know, it pays off, we're going to like be looking back and thinking about that, um, you know, like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, maybe, you know, when we watched Eternals and we were like, what's going on with Eternals or we saw this and we were introducing systems, different characters, and different concepts We're like, Oh, okay. This was actually just a very slow zooming out of the MCU to set up for what this next phase is going to yeah. be because we don't know, right? Like we, we still don't know who the big bad is. We still don't know what the timeline looks like or anything, but a lot of the major guesses right now are Kang and galactus right like those are sort of the kind of mulling about out there especially with the fantastic four on the horizon etc so it'll be uh it'll be interesting and i think this this is kind of helping to set up for that even if they didn't get into all of the various uh gods we might have wanted yeah. through this time yeah. i mean i could have easily had christian bale as a multi-movie villain like maybe mm-hmm. this took an extra movie to kill him. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that I just wish, you know, a lot of villains, they're great because they stick around, they come back. And I think one thing that worked with Loki is that we got to play around with his character and we got to see him in multiple movies and in different interpretations right. and with different uh, pairings. And one of the things that the Marvel movies suffers with in, in, in some respects is that we don't get to see a lot of villains last more than one movie because they just they come in we see their motivation and they they die but like the ones that we see multiple times thanos loki like those are great like those are those are really cool villains because we get to have more time with them yeah and i I think we easily could have spent more time with gore that's one of the things i keep reading from reviews that i've read since i saw the movie was like you know he he (laughs) he should have been used more um this was this was uh you know criminally underused because he's so, so talented he's a uh, he was honestly fantastic like that that is my major gripe in the film is yeah. that christian bale they should have had him in front of the camera every yeah. opportunity that they could get because he was just really really good you know voldemort knows or not you know, like, you know, true to true to character or not in terms of the physicality of it, he really brought the character to life and he brought the character to life in, you know, in a sort of necessary evil in terms of like kind of speeding up Gore's arc. Well, there's one I think one other thing just from a spoiler free kind of standpoint is, you know, we're talking about Christian Bale's performance is great. I also want to throw in it was great to see Natalie Portman again and I felt uncomfortable with her performance in the dark world. And I think in this movie, it was fantastic. Even in the first Thor movie, I was just like, uh, you know, like, okay. And, but this one, it just felt like she really got the character. Like she was, she was a scientist. She had, she had pathos. She, she, you know, was like, I'm not going to play the, I'm not going to play this card of having somebody that's powerful in my life. And, and Mm -hmm. she was having fun with, the powers that she had. So she gave, gave a great performance. And, uh, and I think this was her best turn as, as Jane Foster. I mean, she really was, she did a great job. Um, I mean, uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie was amazing. Um, she's just 
fantastic. She Another also one needed more time on screen. She I also think. needed more time. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 and Jane they had a great chemistry, really cool yeah. chemistry. Um, I would have loved to see more of. The, there's some fun new characters that we'll talk about after the spoiler uh, banner, <laughs> and um, and and some little teases of things to come as as Marvel tends to do. So there's no lack of that. What what the I think the negative points that we brought up is maybe it's a little too flippant. It's a little too fun. Like how some of the things in like the second guardians movie or, you know, where it gets a little like, is this real? Like what's the, there's some cheekiness to it. That's kind of like feels a little too like we've, we've lost, like you, you you have some moments where it's like, Oh, this is going to be really serious. It starts off really serious. Right. And you're supposed to feel for this character. And then it gets really goofy and wacky. And things things just jump a little too fast for me. I think that's 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 where I kind of like I wish they just kind of took some time to acknowledge the pacing of of certain things. Um, but, you know, that being said, there's a lot of weird things. I mean, I, I like the wackiness of some of the elements from the comics that they addressed, but I feel like it it just kind of downplayed some of the serious moments that they were trying to establish and you know, basing it on Jason Aaron's run, which is very weighted and like Gore has this amazing dialogue in the, in the comics. And it's just like, Oh, it's heavy and epic. And, and you know, there, there was just moments where I was like, okay, well they're just kind of goofing around at this point. So some of the things that worked in Ragnarok did not work in this movie. So that's, that's kind of the spoiler free negative and positives that I'll say. And then now we're going to play some goat noises <laughs> and spoilers because <laughs> we're, we're over 10 minutes, but yeah. Okay. So now we are going to talk about spoilers for the movie. So I think the, 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 the big thing is, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll kind of go back to kind of go back to the positives. I, I think it was really fun to see, the guardians uh, make a brief appearance and they, they kind of, he kind of, I, I like that they didn't, it wasn't just like a one note kind of thing. Like um, star Lord, you know, uh, Chris Pratt kind of had a moment where he's like, Hey, you got to find something, someone that you care about, look into somebody that you care about. And it kind of right. set Thor on this, like, Hey, I'm lost, but I'm I, now I have a mission. Um, and that was kind of nice. It was subtle, but it was like, okay, there, there's a reason that they were there from a narrative standpoint, which, okay, I'll take that. And then it was great to see Jane, you know, find Mjolnir. And I like that they just kind of made her, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have to see it to know that she was going to get that because they kind of already gave it away. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, but I think what was, what bothered me a little bit, and I saw this on some other people was like, so he sees, Thor or Odinson <laughs> sees the mighty Thor, Jane Foster as Thor. And they have this moment and all the kids are gone. And then they, then they kind of have this like, Oh, so how's it going? And, and you know, like, and it's, it's a little too casual. Like, like they're, they're trying to deal with the kids and then they're kind of like, okay, what's our game plan and blah, blah, blah. And then they're kind of flirting a little bit. And it's, it's like, I think I, I also didn't like the, um, the vision questing into, um, the, the you know the Heimdall's son 
Um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he was fine. Uh, you know, the kid was fine. And I, I just think that when they did that and they did it a few times, it sort of lowered the stakes because he was like, oh, everything's fine. And, and I'm like, no, it's not like these are kidnapped children from a devil, you know, like a God demon guy. And like, I, I think if they didn't know where they were and they, and he wasn't able to see them and they weren't laughing and stuff like that, like, I, I think it just kind of lowered the stakes a little bit for me when, when he did. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I've seen some, you know, uh, tweets and stuff going around just around some of the effects and such, like it's, it's it can be disjointing like and and to be fair like it's one thing to like grab a random screenshot or like zoom in on a on an otherwise kind of like frenetic or or, or frantic um shot in the movie that you wouldn't necessarily notice all the detail and be like this is a 200 million dollar film uh and it looks like you know uh 3d modeling 101 or whatever like um and and I know there was some the only reason I bring it up is you were talking about the the, the vision quest and like his floating head like the floating mm-hmm. head of, of Axel was kind mm-hmm. of like a little, you know, looked a little amateur at times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it's true. I think, and I think this is, just goes back to the broader conversation that's been happening a lot on social media and other spaces, which is like, okay, so you went to go watch Thor and you know it has gore as a villain and you know those familiar with the jason aaron run those familiar with gore the god butcher you know you go in hoping that it can kind of scratch that itch and like meet that narrative where it's at doesn't happen yeah Uh, i i would dare to say it couldn't happen um right at least there would have to be multiple movies to 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 get to the the nature of that. And, and so since this is a comic book podcast, we should say like, you know, and, and Lance talked about this, um, when, when they talked about Gore is, is like, this was his story, you know, in the comics was like very long. It was like, it kind of spanned a whole thing and he got this God bomb and it was like going to blow up all the gods and uh, from all of time. And it was pretty large and epic. And I think just relegating it to one, storyline they kind of compressed a lot of stuff and i understand why they did that but but you know like it's this is a a a big epic villain you know killing gods and it was a pretty you see you see him just like just gotta get his sword and and yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you see him kill one god very anticlimactic and and then it's just like the distress calls right from the guardians about all the other killing that he's done, but like, I, and you know, the, the, the comments about like the stakes and everything, there could have been more done to show like how intense score is, right? Like, yeah, like this guy I, I was, is killing. I was full, <laughs> yeah. I was full on expecting him to show up in the city. Yeah. Like the, 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 you know, what is it? The Olympus omnipotent, omnipotent city omnipotent yeah. city yeah i was i was expecting yeah. him to just like jump in like because if the whole thing is he's trying to get the whatever you know maybe there was a different way to do that and i was like that would be make sense for several reasons because he's trying to get um uh whatchamacallit the the axe stormbreaker uh, he's trying to get to, he's trying to get to <laughs> eternity you. so yeah. yeah he's trying to get he's trying to get stormbreaker 
And he knows that like Gore knows that at this point in the film, like probably early on, like, cause he's, he's baiting Thor to come get him with the kids. It seems like a lot of extra work. Like you could have just fought Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like why didn't he just take it in, in new Asgard? Like I don't understand anyway. So, but, but what I'm hoping, what I was hoping for is like in, um, omnipotent city Gore shows up and just starts railing all these like <laughs> random yeah. B villain gods. And now there's like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is bad. Like he's, he's yeah. killing just all these things. But then, but then they wouldn't have, you know, but then they wouldn't have any reason to kind of hand wave it off. Right. Like Zeus wouldn't be able to be like, ah, he kills some low level gods, whatever, go take care of your own people. Like, and get to ignore the issue. Like, if Gore showed up in Omnipotent City and started to like wreck face, I think it would it would definitely have like altered the trajectory of the story. But what I've what I've heard is that there is a, there was a scene like that, mm. and it got cut. That there was a there was this intense scene of of uh, Christian Bale's Gore in Omnipotent City doing doing business, and and I would have loved to see that too. But like Gore, right. it, it's it's brutal, man. Like. He's he's the god butcher for a reason, and like he like flays, tortures, crucifies gods, uses their blood to power the god bomb. Like there's all this stuff that again, like they couldn't necessarily do all of that in a PG thirteen film in one movie, but there definitely could have been more of like conveying to your point the stakes, right? The intensity of this villain. I I feel like it was an amazing, amazingly portrayed villain in the wrong movie. I feel like this, this, this villain should have been in like multiverse of madness. I think, I feel like it was just the tone of gore and he did have little like jokery kind of like maniacal Voldemort laugh moments and stuff like that. But, but it was always creepy and, and, and you you felt sympathetic and empathetic towards the character from what happened at the beginning. And even in the comics, it's not just his daughter. It was, it was like his wife and his people and everything. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and even the, just a little bit, we're like, Oh man, this, <laughs> this guy had everything. And he had faith and, and Bale did a great job in just the short amount of time that he was given of like, no, but we have, we lost everything. And, and you know, you know, it shows this God being a jerk, whatever his name is. Um, and, and you get why it's like the the all black the necro sword kind of calls to him like destroy all gods. Um, I'm yeah. just kind of curious, and this is getting into more speculative stuff. If like if that you know leads to other things, if if that is their version of the symbiote, because you know maybe they are going to do a venom type of thing in a future story, a future Spider Man uh, elements from from the all black you know uh, might become the symbiote that. Tom Holland Spider-Man might get now that it's it's kind of like pieces of it might be connected to Mjolnir and maybe what if some of it gets out you know like I don't know I was just kind of like oh yeah I mean it seemed to who knows it seemed to have turned to dust you know after Mm -hmm. Jane did her thing but like um yeah I don't know I I just it's interesting that you bring up the fact that Gore should have been a villain in another movie it's and and this is a spoiler right like we're in the spoiler territory 
It almost feels like Hercules should have been the villain in this movie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Or, right? Or, or, like, or Zeus, like Zeus or and Hercules Zeus. and uh, yeah. other gods. Like maybe yeah. if it was just him fighting other gods as yeah. the villain and, and because of a looming threat of something else yeah. and then Gore became the villain of the next movie and it was directed by somebody else and it had a, a darker tone. And it could, it could be like, you know, little, little, little hints of like what's going on with Gore in the background as he's kind of sure. squabbling with, with the other gods and then right. could have turned to other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's really interesting that, that you mentioned that. Um, Cause yeah, I, I, I agree to a certain extent. I mean, Obviously, you know, the movie's made, it's out there right. in, it's, in, it's, in it's the MCU is. now, it's as it is. Um, and so, you know, do we want, you know, more screen time with Christian Bale? Sure. Maybe they'll release the YTT cut and we'll get a four hour version of it that gives us everything. We so, want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there, and, and, and there are to that point, there are two little, uh, post credits scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first one, uh, kind of briefly shows Zeus still alive, even though he was run through by his own thing, because, you know, he's a God. So of course he's going to be alive or heal or whatever. I mean, he's Zeus. Um, but, uh, he's still alive and he looks off camera and then Hercules is, who's played by, um, from Ted Lasso fame, uh, Brett Goldstein. Yeah, Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent, Roy Kent, and he's like, "Yeah, father, <laughs> okay, yeah, father, so good." I was so and uh, great casting. Oh my gosh, just <laughs> I can't. I, I, as much as I'm like, you know, a little bit like, okay, I had a good time, but it was not wasn't the best. But I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm I'm here for that fight. Yeah, and uh, at the end, we saw Jane at the gates of Valhalla. And and Heimdall makes an appearance and he's like, welcome. And she's like, wow. And, and it kind of just ends there. But it's almost like, why? Why show that? <laughs> Does that mean that she'll come back or Heimdall will come back or like it? I don't know. That one felt a little empty, but but I was but and less like teasery because it was like, OK, well, we already know who that is. But but why show Valhalla? We do know in the comics that the mighty Thor Jane comes back as Valkyrie or a Valkyrie mm-hmm. when other Valkyries get destroyed or, or that sort of thing. So who knows what that means? We might not have seen the last of Jane Foster. Um, yeah. it, it might be something where she comes back in some way or in some other form because now she's basically as guardian and, and, and disappeared kind of like, um, like Odin did in Ragnarok. You know, I was like, oh, why is she turning into gold dust? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what uh, that's what Odin did. Right. Because mm-hmm. she had that she had that thing. Not all Asgardians do that. But I think yeah. ones that are chosen for great pat, like 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 Odin did that. Um, Loki didn't do that, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. but he wasn't he wasn't like blessed with that, you know, God power or something. So. I don't know. It's interesting. It's uh, <laughs> there's a lot to be taken there. What do you want to say about this? Um, I mean, I think we've talked about performances. We 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 liked the performances of a lot of the characters. I think the thing that that you know that I have the problem with is just the the kind of tone and 
um, or the tone jumping is what I've seen the most of, or that's kind of where I feel like it, it definitely lacks. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think there were definitely moments where, um, a joke was placed like, and it cut from what otherwise could have been a perfectly solid moment, right? Like, you know, uh, pretty early on in the film, after all the distress calls, Thor sees Sif calling for mm-hmm. help. And yeah. so he goes to see Sif and she's like laying next to like the dead body of a, of a God. Um, and she lost her arm and, you know, she, she, you know, he, he is ready to take her to new Asgard to go to the infirmary. And she says, you know, no, leave me here so I can die and go to Valhalla. And he says, Oh, well you have to die in the battle and the battle's over, but maybe your arms in Valhalla. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and I mean, to be fair, like that was funny, like points to ITT. Like I thought that was funny, but like there's a dead God right here. And like one of your longest friends, like, right. You know, a very skilled warrior in her own right is laying here missing an arm. Like that should be a moment to be like, Whoa, like, you know, there, there's a threat here that I need yeah. to really focus on. And I think it, at times it's just too focused on Thor trying to, like be yeah. be that loose guy, like just be the cool yeah. classic Thor almost, adventure guy. That that almost felt like a Monty Python bit. It almost felt like a yeah, like like a <laughs> it felt like a flight of the Concords bit or a you know uh, what we do in the shadows is like oh yeah no leave me to die here. Well you you're not gonna die. Uh, no leave me leave me. Well your arm might be there. Wait what? <laughs> yeah. just, it was this little like wait. <laughs> And and it's playing it very funny and it's just it's funny, but it's not supposed to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. Two two more things that they're they're sort of separated from each other, but before we wrap up, just things I wanted to say. First off, you mentioned Natalie Portman. Um Natalie Portman, I think any millennial probably has fond memories of Natalie Portman. Um, you know, I I remember from Phantom Menace. First of all, <laughs> she got buff. Yeah. Right. She uh, got pretty ripped. I yeah. mean, this is this is like and, and comparing to Christian Bale, who like lost a ton of weight for the machinist and then gained a bunch of bulk for Batman. Like this is like Natalie Portman basically like went to down to nothing for Black Swan. And she just like gained all this arm muscle and just became super. She got ripped. And everything. Man. She, she got, got ripped. ripped. Uh, and, and I like, it's, it's definitely like, Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but even, even then she was, she gave a great performance. I mean, she you gave saw... a great performance. I really enjoyed her performance. I think, you know, at, at times, like the first time I watched it, I was a little, like, it was a little cringy at points, mm. but then I watched it again. And I was like, no, she's just like, she's just a dork. Like she's just, like it's more it was more endearing on the second watch than it well, was think, the first time i think what what i took from her is is she was having fun being this having this power but she was in denial it was it was every time she was the mighty thor she was just like yeah nothing's wrong let's kill these mo-, you know and then and then you finally saw the moment where she's just like oh no it's killing me 
And and she's like, nope, I got to I got to be in denial. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to show weakness. And then the moment that she finally says to, uh, you know, Thor Odinson, like, I can't say <laughs> it's 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 this panicky kind of like, no, we can't we can't do this. We can't be in a relationship. And he's like, nope, I, I want to love. It doesn't matter to me. I still love you. I still want to be with you. And and, and that was that, that was, you know, a nice romantic moment uh, I, I you know i didn't love their chemistry in this movie i think the chemistry was better <laughs> dare i say in the dark world but but yeah. um but yeah but i think it was there was some fun moments of like playing with the concept of the ex and you know the ex weapon and the ex girlfriend <laughs> and like that I, I did enjoy that uh the ex weapon was funny <laughs> Yeah, you know the, uh, the, the the slow moments of Stormbreakers sliding into the frame. Yeah, the blade I mean, of Stormbreakers <laughs> just coming off from off camera. Hilarious. That was pretty funny. That was I a mean, great was... running gag. That was really yeah. good. Um, and then <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was uh, for Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie. Oh, um, yeah, great performance. But the one thing narratively that bugged me was she in her conversation with Jane in the hotel before they leave the first time to go save the kids, she's mm-hmm. like, you're a Valkyrie now. Like you need to go and die a, you know, painful yeah. death on the battlefield. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. That's my, and she said, that's my plan. Right. And then they go, they fight Gore. She gets stabbed with the Nectar sword. And then, um, and then Thor's like, you know, okay, so you're going to hang around here. You're not coming with me. She's like, no, I might die. Like, and it's like, uh-huh. like, yeah. isn't that yeah. your whole thing? Like, isn't that like, <clears throat> yeah. what you're planning on doing? Like, and or, don't or she should have been like, when she got killed, she should have been like, leave me, I'll take him or something like that. You know, and it's, yeah. it was, yeah. it was just like, we got to get her out of here. And then Jane just took her and there wasn't any like, yeah. no, let me fight. You know, like, yeah, exactly. She's, she's a, like, I, she's you know, a fighter. She's, a she's willing she's to a Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I and get then, yeah. I, 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 I thought you were going to say, with Valkyrie, the 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 other kind of thing is we were really hoping. I think a lot of fans were hoping to be like, she's gonna find a love, or she's gonna find a oh, relationship, yeah. and she's gonna find a girlfriend. And there was a mention yeah. of that, but it wasn't really didn't really happen. there. And and maybe that was something else that was cut. Who knows? But um, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I yeah, I mean that's that's Marvel has represented uh, different characters as as lgbtq plus uh but mm-hmm. but also there's a little bit of queer baiting and and there there needs to be some i think stronger movements in that in that aspect of like if you're gonna say that this is a, a very gay movie um yeah since we've seen this this you know <clears throat> little thing of like hey it's it's super gay and then and then yeah. there's like barely gayness you know there's there's some gay characters but there wasn't like a full gay relationship but hey uh korg sure <laughs> Cor- <laughs> meets, a, meets a guy named Dwayne um yeah I, I, yeah I don't know um we'll we'll see I, I get it like Tessa Thompson is you know it's a, she's a great act you know it's she's a great actress it's a great character so I understand like why they wouldn't like lean into all of that because they they want to keep around for future Thor films yeah. but um I think one other thing I wished wished I would have seen I think people would have lost their minds is if we saw Beta Ray Bill I was oh, sure. when when Jane threw Stormbreaker out the window. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw it the first time with Lance, he leaned over to me and he was like, 
Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> like he was, he <laughs> thought, he thought that Beta Ray Bill was gonna like get the get the axe and come back to fight. And I was like, oh, dude. Anyways, well, if they do it, if they do it, I I do want to say I I uh, liked the little scene of Thor at the end. I, I, um, you know, he's raising love the the daughter of gore and it was kind of mm-hmm. cute and showing that she's not just perfect like she's kind of like being a dad of a, of a daughter that's very very opinionated and very you know tends to tends to get uppity and say no a lot and mm-hmm. having what we say what we call what we call her a little diva sometimes <laughs> um i was like oh i instantly relate to that you know and I liked that. I liked that he found his new purpose. So, I mean, as much as we're kind of like we we are hot and cold on some of the movie, I like how it ended. I, I like that he was able to say goodbye to Jane and, you know, kind of give her a piece. And but now he has this his ultimate love. I thought it was I thought it was actually a, a nice ending. And the the thing with the narration of, you know, I got a little repetitive, but the ending at the end where it's like, and, you know, they're mostly just known as Love and Thunder. I was like, okay, <laughs> because her name's Love and uh, and she's got some power. She's she's reincarnated from eternity and uh, and she's wielding Stormbreaker. So uh, and and she's played by Hemsworth, uh, his real daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so I thought that cute. was kind of and, and that says to me. Well, he's probably going to want her daughter to have his daughter to have some more time and to grow up a little bit and like have a cool turn as like a superhero, you know, child. So that says to me that he's probably going to come back in some way for for something else so that his daughter can have some time kind of pass the mantle. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Oh, man, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I do wish. We saw some more Christian Bale. I do think there were some narrative directions that they could have gone with it, but I eagerly await. Uh, I really hope Marvel brings out big guns this year uh, for Comic Con. I really hope yeah. we get a clearer picture of what you know the timeline looks like and, and mm-hmm. uh, who our big bad is, so that we can start trying to like zoom in because you know yeah. Beggy, like kevin he's a smart dude like i feel like once that all starts coming into focus we might come back and and be looking at these movies again and being like oh snap like it was here the whole time like yeah. oh man like well, here's an Easter one, egg one can hope <laughs> yeah you hope so but yeah we'll see well, well see. we will see and uh i'm actually seeing it again on wednesday with my wife so uh, i'll get a chance to kind of reanalyze some things and and uh, it'll, it'll be fun. So um, I, I definitely look forward to seeing this again. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to anybody that likes Taika Waititi films, who likes Thor as a character, who likes Jane Foster, who who didn't like Jane Foster. This is probably the one that you will like Jane Foster in. Christian Bale is amazing. amazing. Uh, and Tessa Thompson is fantastic. Uh, even Korg has some fun moments. And of course, the goats. We gotta love. We gotta give a shout out to a shout, scream out to the goats, because uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I also liked the the moment of of him. Oh, like we didn't even talk about this. The moment where he kind of gave his uh, temporary power to all the kids, and he had a little Thor oh, army. Like that, that was, was pretty fun. cool. That, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, 
like that was his they kept on saying like we got to find an army we got to and he was like i have it in me the whole time and and so i feel like there was a message there of like we're we're like he had this power within him and he just needed to you know trust it with other people and and he needs to be okay with not just him having the power but like allowing other people to have the power and that kind of says something it took a while to get there with all the goofiness and whatnot but but i think they found it towards the end it just got really muddy in the middle right of like like well we're just gonna go beat him up i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fight him like well you don't have any game plan but eventually they found it and it ended really well but but you know i just i I wish that it it, in the middle was a little bit more um baked (laughs) so to speak To, to borrow a term from the great British bake off. I wish the middle wasn't as soggy. <laughs> <laughs> underbaked, underproved, yeah, under, soggy, soggy bottom. bottom. <laughs> soggy bottom. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, thank you for, again, for guesting on the show, uh, Jeremy. And, uh, uh, we will definitely be talking about Thor in the future. I'm sure we haven't even done a Thor episode. So the, the, the <sighs> there is definitely more Thor in the future, uh, for comic book keepers. So until next time, keep your friends close. But, uh, well, I should say, uh, I should say our names. So until next time, this is Chris. And Jeremy. Saying, keep your friends close, but your comic books closer.